you know what day it is. You've got myself, Notoriously Nicole, and Tara from App Village Park ready to share a new topic in the Catholic faith. Keep listening to the latest episode of The Cravert Chronicles. Hello, everyone, and we are back for another episode of The Crabber Chronicles. I can't believe it, but Tara, we are on episode 14 of our podcast. Where ah. has the pain gone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of sometimes feels like we've been doing this for a long time, and then sometimes it feels like we haven't. So 14, oh. um, yeah, I mean, that's a good number. 14 is a good number. That's 14 weeks of yeah. recorded. Well, technically wow. it would be 15, but that one week was when we launched Instagram and had that break. So technically yeah. this has been in the work for over 15 weeks because we had talked about doing a podcast and collaboration. So it's really cool. Um, just a quick thank you to you guys listening for continuing to listen to us every week. So we love all of the great responses we got to last week's episode with Ali Shoemaker and the story about her brother, Zach Sobiek. Really excited about that. Definitely going to be keeping in touch with her and the upcoming movie in 2020. But this week, Tara and I wanted to reel a few things in. May is supposed to be Mental Health Awareness Month. But also, ironically, May is for also honoring the Blessed Mother. So I think that everyone this time of year, it tends to get stressful. You know, students are finishing up, you know, a semester in school, taking finals, graduating. You know, people are anxious to to go on vacations at this time. There are a lot of transitions going on. And just in general, springtime, it's a lot of new beginnings. And I think you and I had both been talking, Tara, that we have a lot of different things going on in our our lives and it causes a lot of emotions to happen. And sometimes I think we kind of get burnout. Mm -hmm. So we thought today we would talk a little bit about a few ways we try to get through emotional times and being Catholic and what that might look like for us versus someone who might not look to God for assistance in these times in their lives. So um, I'll let you start, Tara. One of the things that I really want to point out, Nicole, just before we dive into this, you know, we're really, we're going to be focusing on, like you said, emotional times, difficult times, times where we may feel low or anxious. And, you know, having said that, you know, maybe maybe you're not in the right place to listen to this episode. Maybe, you know, it's just not... Uh, something you want to delve into at this time, and that's okay. You can always come back to this episode, but we do want to point out that uh, although we're talking about some of the difficult emotions that um, just we as humans experience, we're not necessarily getting into the specifics and the nitty gritty of uh, mental health issues, mental illness like depression, anxiety, and the like. Um, having said that, I just want to say that if anyone feels like it might be helpful and I think it could benefit many people. It could be worth looking into a therapist if you feel like you need to talk to someone about what's going on. If you're listening to this and you feel like you're going through a hard time and 
uh, just to kind of help you on your search if that's something that you need. There is a website called catholictherapist.com. They actually uh, provide a list of therapists in your area. There's also Psychology Today, which is a place that a lot of people find therapists on. And lastly, you could always go on your insurance company's website if you have insurance and find therapists in your area. So I just want to point that out because, Nicole, I'm not quite sure where this conversation is going to go. And, you know, depending on who's listening to this, they just might really need to hear that. No, absolutely. I think that's a great disclaimer and said by no other than a therapist herself. So uh, thank you for covering those bases, Tara. But yes, um, 100% agree. We we want this podcast, let alone this episode, to be a place for our listeners to feel like they can relate and listen to two women who might be like them um, going through things in their life. But yes, if, if you are going through something and you do feel like you need to talk to somebody about it, who you might not have support in your life, you know, presently looking for help isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it's okay to not feel great all the time. That's right. part of life. It's okay to seek help. I think that there's a huge stigma sometimes on admitting that. Right. And, you know, old school people will say like, oh, shake it off, you know, suck it up. It'll be fine. When, you know, if you're not feeling 100%, it's one, it's okay to feel that way. But two, I think it's also how you go about trying to fix that and trying to seek out how you can really help yourself because God does not want to see us down. He wants to see us happy. He, it hurts him when we're hurting. I think also we can stem off of our last episode. So Ali Shoemaker, and if you haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend, go listen to it. Tara and I were just in awe of everything coming out of that girl's mouth. Um, on her her brother's story, um, he had had cancer. He was diagnosed with cancer at a young age, and then he passed on, but he left this crazy legacy. Like, he had a song that went viral, and then Warner Brothers is making a movie out of his story. Through all of that, aside from all of the fancy Hollywood attention, you know, you're still remembering someone's grieving what's happened and Ali had mentioned in that interview that suffering brought grace to her family anyway so like something beautiful came out of something hard and painful so maybe we can try to use that approach today we can think about how you know if you're going through a hard time right now if there are things that are not going right something really good is going to come from that in the future it may not look like it now and that you might be like Nicole shut up. No, this is horrible. How can I get better? I promise you in some way, somehow it will get better. Um, God has a plan for us. Unfortunately, things might happen in our lives that derail our own plans and God doesn't plan for bad things to happen. You know, there are evil forces working in the world that are against us at times. And sometimes when that happens, God has to step in. Mm -hmm. And he can make something beautiful come out of something horrible. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, just, I mean, going in to this, I I feel like emotion in general, because I'm an emotional person. I feel like I feel so many different emotions all the time. You know, I can go to zero to a hundred real fast and it's a good thing and a bad thing. I feel like it's a blessing and a curse all in one, but um, I feel like having that emotional intelligence of yourself sometimes can really draw you close to God. Mm -hmm. And 
I, in my many conversations with God that I have in my car, I mean, he has heard me laughing, talking to him, normal, crying to him, you know, <laughs> yelling at him, well, not yelling, but like questioning, you know, there's so many different emotions that we as humans experience. And I think it's funny to think how God probably sees us like, all right, you're really freaking out over this really, really, really tiny thing. But you know what, if it draws you to me somehow, like we're going to work through Right. I think, you know, God can see the bigger picture. So he knows what the plan is and he understands what the end goal is. And, you know, I think some of my anxiety sometimes comes in because I don't know exactly what the future holds. Um, I know what I hope to happen, but I don't necessarily think that's always, you know, what I'm looking for is going to happen. And I, I worry about that. So I think that's where anxiety, at least for me, comes in. And really, that's what a lot of anxiety stems from, right? Just not knowing what's going to happen and, and worrying about it. But I agree that it definitely can draw us closer to God. Um, I happen to, I've actually shared about this before on the podcast that even when I I think when I wasn't Catholic, I would pray, but only when I was in moments of desperation and was really, really worried or really, really feeling low. And that's when I would pray. And now that I'm Catholic, it's interesting because I try to keep up, for example, a regular prayer time, a regular time to do the rosary. And I I try to stay committed to these things that I think are so valuable and so helpful. But when I am experiencing a difficult or challenging time, I find that I am understandably so seeking God a lot more and feeling more connected to him. And on top of feeling more connected to God, I also find that Mary has been very, very helpful to me. And there's been many times where I've just you know, prayed for her intercessions and just asked for her support. And that has been so, so, so helpful to me. She's as like our motherly figure, like that straight channel that we have for that connection with her son, Jesus, and ultimately Mm -hmm. God. And it's, I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, if you had a bad day growing up, who did you go to? Mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like you always go to mom with, yeah, I still go to my mom, <laughs> like yeah. my, my biological mom with, with, with problems, with questions, with like every little thing. Like, I don't know. And it's for you, Tara, as a new mom, like I'm sure every little thing is, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? Oh yes, Every little thing that like, comes to mom for it. And I think that we have that tendency with the Blessed Mother. And I think that if we have the comfort to go to her, feeling like that already, like that already shows you that, you know, you do have this relationship with the Blessed Mother. And I mean, she can make anything bad go away. Right. right. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, the more emotional you are, like the deeper connected you might feel with God and at times. And I mean, I find if I'm super happy, or I'm mm-hmm. super sad, or I'm confused or overwhelmed I feel like in all of those moments I may be talking out loud and it sounds like I'm just rattling my mouth off but I I do know I know God is listening and I think that knowing that he is there he is listening I can feel his presence it kind of helps ease it a little bit because it's like venting to somebody I mean I've 
I've even spoken to priests in the confessional, like all, if things are bothering me, it's not necessarily like a list of things <laughs> that I've done wrong, but sometimes it's just talking about a situation that really rubs you the wrong way, or you feel like it's causing you to have anger or like you don't want to hold grudges against people or like hold on to something too tight. You know, the priest I went to leading up to my wedding, he was he was very helpful at times. But I would say like, you know, like I'm feeling very overwhelmed with all of this. Like, am I being like a baby about it? And he would say, no, like this is completely normal and you're allowed to feel this. You just have to learn how to calm down better and trust God. So I think a lot of it, at least in my case, mm -hmm. comes to having that stripped down. Do you really, really trust in God? for whatever this thing is right now. Because I think that when we start to worry, we're constantly being attacked by things in the world. Like there are all of these things going on. There's music, media, politics, like all this stuff that's kind of hitting us in the face all the time and giving yeah. us all of these things that we can be worrying about. And I think that that initial worry is like that first blow to our trust in God. Like we have this pillar up of our confidence and trust in God. And then Satan's like, yeah, we're going to work on this pinata today. And it's like whacking like, oh, Alabama just passed this law. Ooh. <laughs> and like every time something happens, like, you know, with all of these horrible things going on in the world, like it's very scary to think mm -hmm. about. And like you immediately, like people get anxious over it, writing these ranting Facebook posts. And it's like, of course you're reading it. We're constantly exposed to different things that I think wrap up a lot of our anxiety mm -hmm. and our worry and our concern. And then, like you said, the not knowing an outcome or like what's happening for yourself in the future, like you're seeing all these people and all these different paths, like achieving things or doing this. And, you mm -hmm. know, there, there are people sitting at home, like just looking on their phone and social media saying, well, geez, where am I right now? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? So yes. I think that all of the, like we start overthinking and overanalyzing and, and that distracts from the trust that we should be putting into God. Cause I mean, yeah. I, I'm talking, I talk from experience. Like I deal with this all the time. I'm always thinking about things like I'm, I'm taking a trip next month and I started freaking out about my plane ticket. <laughs> like just like the most ridiculous things. And, but it completely can consume you and distract oh, yeah. you. And like all of this mental energy that we put into one silly thing that is a moot point you know we, we could have put that energy toward god and just say you know what god i don't this thing is worrying me but you know what i know you got it because mm -hmm. at least for me I, I can't speak for you or for any of our listeners at the bottom at the bottom of my heart i know god has my back i think of it like when i was planning my wedding and i would allocate like work to people or like delegate okay you do this you do this i knew they can do it but I'd still be up their butts every two seconds. Did you do it my way? No, 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 no. But it all turned out fine. It's just, yeah. it's that lack of trust. And I, I think the, for me, the moral of the story would be building and strengthening trust in God. Even if you have the like, tiniest bit of trust in God. And at the end of the day, you know, he's there for you. I think it's hard to, kind of work out the trust muscle <laughs> yes. yes 
Yeah, it helps me to to know that there is a reason because I think that trusting in God can be really hard to do, especially if you feel like whatever difficult, you know, whatever difficulty you have in your life, if things are really looking bad, right? So, so many of us will pray and just really hope for the best. I don't even have an example, but you know, if you could think of a really difficult time where you just wish things could change and you would give anything for it to be different. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. You know, sometimes the outcome that we're looking for isn't what God has in in mind. And I think that that can be a really, really hard pill to swallow. And I feel like a big misconception that I had, especially many, many, many years ago, uh, would be that I think that I just assumed that if I was praying for some type of healing or for something to get better, that it would. And if it didn't, then something was wrong with me. But I think this is also where the idea of grace comes in because we all have our own personal suffering and it looks different for each of us. But I think that if we can figure out how to, yes, trust, even if we don't get the outcome that we want, and then figure out if it's possible, how to use whatever that difficult thing is, how to use it for the greater good of other people, you know? And I feel like looking at, we keep mentioning Allie, um, (laughs) poor Allie, but just looking at her situation and her her brother's situation and everything that that went, that family went through but her brother used that experience to reach so many people and you know you you look at people out there every day just going through all of these difficult difficult experiences and and trying to figure out how to use that for the greater good and that probably takes a lot of work and I think it's easier said than done. But just in my mind, when I'm looking at the bigger picture, that's kind of where my head is going with this. And I think also living in present day, being like the instant gratification generation where things don't go our way, it gets kind of bad. I think if something doesn't go our way or we are anxious about learning to trust God, but also learning patience, with mm-hmm. God's timing is it's humbling. And I think it's important to be kind of put in our place sometimes. Yeah. Even, even though it's hard and it, it's not easy and it's not fun looking at, from like a Catholic perspective. I had seen, I saw a post the other day, but it was just talking about how we need to break the mindset of you have to do whatever makes you happy. We have, we obviously want to be joyful people and live happy lives. Like that's the ultimate goal. We are constantly looking for happiness, but sometimes that's just not what's going to happen. It's not all about us. Right. So we can't just sweep feelings under the rug, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, we can't just say, oh, ew, that's negative. Bye. Like, <laughs> like no, that's not how it works. I think that it's important to kind of be learn how to face the music sometimes and work through and my parents tell me all the time like if something is bothering me or I kind of come to a challenge and whatever it is that I'm doing in my life they always say God is giving you these tests there's going to be something he has planned for you in the future and you might need these skills for this or this might be something you can look back on and realize that you actually gained some really good personal experience and lessons 
from doing this. And it kind of makes me think, yeah, they're probably right. But then <laughs> I get stubborn. And I'm like, but I don't want to deal with it right now. Like, I don't want to worry about this. Mm-hmm. And I could already see it. Like, just looking back this on this whole year after planning my own wedding and getting married, I was I was stressing out over a few things this past week. I don't know what it was, but I have, I have a, a cousin getting married in the summer and she, she actually just asked me to do a reading at her wedding, which I was, I thought was really sweet because um, I had her do one at mine. So I was looking at, uh, she had sent it to me and I was looking at it. And for some reason, I just randomly started going through my old emails and I found my, the file of my wedding program and <laughs> I was reading through it. I was just in awe of like, wow, I put this whole thing together. And I, I remember just how do you put together a formal Catholic, like not just a program, a Catholic wedding program. I mean, mm-hmm. these things are not easy to put together because you got all like a whole mass to yeah. on there. And I was trying to work with a template that only allowed you so much that you can put in it. And I, of course, had all these people to put in there. I wanted to credit them for being a part of our wedding ceremony but I was reading through it and I had that uh aha oh my god I remember the amount of stress and frustration just trying to put this together and it all worked out fine you know Mm -hmm. much like everything else I was doing like I everyone tells me they're because I say I'm like was I like a bridezilla and they're like no but you stressed yourself out so much that it made us all worry about you and I remember every little decision was huge like I built it up so much for some Mm -hmm. reason and I'm I think maybe in the moment I was rationalizing why I was feeling a certain way but looking back at it I mean, if anyone ever needs me to help them plan something, I could totally help you there. I I had a, a whole freaking business going on <laughs> just yeah. planning like a wedding and it was a huge thing. I, I didn't have a planner. So I was like completely doing it myself. Like I had my parents help, but I mean, I was doing most of the work. And I mean, at times I was like, how am I doing this right now? But looking back at it, I do not want to have to plan another wedding anytime soon. But looking back, I'm proud of how I did. But I also am like, I could have done this differently. Like I could have had, like my attitude could have been different, I guess it's what I'm getting at. But the experience as a whole, like I did learn a lot of things. Like I, I did learn how to deal with difficult situations or, you know, if, if there were things that I needed to work on or like, you know, something always goes wrong. Like you have to learn how to problem solve all of these little skills. Like I think God was preparing me for. And then when we got married and then I didn't have to do any of it, I was like, wow, this is great. (laughs) Like what was I worrying about before? Like this was the main thing. Like all of that stress and aggravation was just to get to this point right now. Uh And I mean, and this is just one example. Like it, I feel like in all seasons of our lives, like there's always something that we're working toward and God is always watching us go through this. Cause like you said, he knows the outcome of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's in one direction and he is like, okay, you can go right. there. You know, you're going to end up here. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's just kind of jumping off of what you said, there's always an opportunity for growth when we go through a difficult time. And I know, 
for me, I'm sort of coming back from just, I mean, Lily is a year and a half old at this point, but motherhood and trying to navigate that early on mixed with just my hormones crashing and burning was mm-hmm. not very easy. And for me, there was a there was a huge shift and I needed to adapt very quickly. And I know that that's common for a lot of women who have had children, but just in the past year and a half, I can actually look back and pinpoint times where, okay, that would have been a good time to seek help from someone, or that would have been a good time to talk to a friend or, oh, that was probably a triggering moment now that I realize it. And with each moment that I look back on, there's usually some aspect of, well, that actually helped me to grow in these ways, you know, or if I didn't experience that, then I couldn't go deeper with other people in therapy or deeper with other people just in my life, you know, in order to really just connect with friends and family, um, you know, about really challenging experiences. I think it can be helpful. It's not necessary, but it can be helpful if you've also experienced some really difficult emotion. So I, I think that there is an opportunity for growth. And if we can try to be open to the will of God, and we can try to be open to trusting, like you had said, then we can start to figure out how we can best use that anxiety, the low moments, the difficult times, all of that to really just benefit others and spread light into the world. It's not an easy thing to do, but I I ultimately think it can be so helpful. And I was thinking as you were talking too about just how many saints I hear about who have had extremely difficult lives, Uh, just horrendous things happen. And I think there is no way that I would have been able to handle that. But then just somehow these saints were like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And I'm just going to deal with this and trust God. And I mean, it just, it's absolutely amazing to me. So I think that the saints can be particularly helpful. They are to me um, when I'm needing some kind of model for how to get through difficult times. Yeah. And I think we do have a few saints that I think we could even highlight. And there are some patron saints that you can, you know, say prayers for intercession and helping relieve anxiety, stress, just Mm -hmm. when you're not going through a good time, but just thinking Padre Pio. I mean, Mm -hmm. first of all, I think Padre Pio and you're like, this man had holes in his hands and feet like that had to be hard to (laughs) deal with. We were we were looking on this site called Catholic Singles and they do have several saints. So he is listed here. Mm -hmm. He's an example of how we can take situations that induce anxiety and fight them with a prayer because I didn't really know too much about him, but he apparently suffered poor health for most of his life offered it up constantly praying to god about it and i'm thinking how many of us are just like asking for pity yeah. we're sick and yeah. we just want to be taken care of and, and not think about anything else that so, would be me <laughs> yeah. so so Pio, he kind of reminds us that if we look to him for help everything that we are going through ultimately is for the greater glory of god but also, like you were just talking about, we want to benefit others in the world too. And mm-hmm. I think 
looking at reducing our those men like bad mental states it's kind of like self-care but from like a spiritual standpoint Mm -hmm. because you really you want to be able to give yourself a hundred percent to the people around you like Mm -hmm. as a as a spouse you know as a parent or a sibling or aunt or you know whatever it is you want to make sure that you're there for the people that you love too Right. Um, of course yourself like you you do at, at one point or another need to remember that you have to recharge so Padre Pio he is definitely one to look at um I'm just gonna read direct from it here it says during times of worry Padre Pio is a wonderful saint to cling closely to not only was he good at abolishing worry from his own life but he was blessed with a lot of charismatic gifts so he had spiritual gifts and this kind of gets more into gifts of the Holy spirit for those of our listeners who aren't understanding what gifts mean (laughs) from a Catholic perspective. So he can heal our hearts. And I think he's definitely a good person to turn to if you're very worried about Mm -hmm. something, but also homeboys Italian. And we know how we feel about the Italian ancestors. So Yeah, Saint Rita. So she is one of the saints that I think of when I wonder how in the world I'm so concerned with my own problems because without getting into too much detail, she had a very difficult life, at least in my opinion. It seems like a very difficult life. And I mean, her children died. There's just so much going on there. And just such a big opportunity to totally collapse under the weight of anxiety and depression. So I think that she is just such a good saint to um, call upon and ask for intercessions along with saint. And I may not say this right. Dymphna (laughs) question mark. (laughs) I hear about a lot. And although I butcher her name, possibly, I think a lot of people will turn to her when they're dealing with anxiety. I know that I have uh, because she, like many of the other saints that we're going to bring up, have also just had a very difficult life and um, struggled with some really challenging family dynamics, I guess I would say, (laughs) without trying to sound clinical. So again, you could only imagine what somebody like her would be going through And I think even if we can't directly relate to these saints, because they lived a very long time ago, so our stories are not the same. But again, here are just some models for us to look up to when we're going through something really difficult. And there's some other ones, too. But um, so so that St. Teresa is actually the one uh, I have my confirmation name after. And um, I always, they call her Little Flower. And she's the one that they associate with like the rose. So like if you find a rose petal, like growing up, if we saw like a rose petal somewhere, my mom would be like, St. Teresa. And I'd be like, well, okay. Like (laughs) I didn't really understand um, too much immediately as well. But I was like, oh, roses. Yes. Okay. But she um she was kind of known as to be like she was very innocent, like very childlike. And they say that she kind of had an easy life, but um she actually suffered more um 
psychological trauma in her life. So, like, she lost her own mother at a young age. Mm-hmm. And um, she had an older sister who basically was like her mother, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. She joined a convent and left while Teresa, or I guess Teresa is how you would technically say it, um, when she was still a child. So, I mean, that had to be really hard to have that separation anxiety from a very young age. And that mm-hmm. before phones and texting and all of you know that means of communication so i mean unless they wrote letters to each other i don't know so that's another um saint to pray to but there are no (laughs) venus to these saints that you can pray but honestly my number one when i am feeling anxious is saying a rosary playing yeah blessed mother has always been like a second nature to me and Uh her I always pray to St. Anthony because I'm always trying to find things. Um, Even if it's like I'm freaking out, having lost something, that brief two seconds of anxiety is healed because St. Anthony helps me out every time. Even though he's not known for worrying or like having anxiety or like anything more psychological, still it's kind of like that peace of mind kind of thing. But I was going to say, I think something really helpful in any situation, is having fellowship. Mm-hmm. I can't stress it enough, especially as a, as a Catholic young woman, for me anyway, having a group of friends to talk to or just to pray with or just to, to have a support group of some kind is really, really important. And also in general, it's a nice opportunity to get away. Like, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you know, I think it's healthy to have interaction with other people sometimes. And yeah, I, I know some, for some, they might think that they, they only want to pray by themselves or like do their own devotion by themselves, which is fine. I have always benefited from having some kind of group discussion or a Bible study with a few people. It's fun to get to talk to other people in the faith. And I feel like if you are going to a meeting, having a lot of baggage or just feeling down about things, it's a really nice way to kind of lift you up. And usually for the most part, if you have some kind of small group that you attend or can create one, even if it's out of the living room in your own house, I think it's important because you might be going through something that someone might say something that just completely strikes you and can help you or like you might be able to help them in some way so that's kind of another way to kind of bridge what god is trying to have you share something good out of something negative mm-hmm. yeah i agree that's a really um that's a good way to put that i i definitely agree and although i have not personally been a part of any even like a bible study or just a fellowship group at church i think especially being newer to the faith and i'm still trying to build my support system of fellow catholics but i've seen how groups in particular even therapy groups have can be very very helpful to people and especially when it comes to something like fellowship you're just you're supporting each other through a difficult time and to me it's almost like spiritual medicine because i imagine that when you're all sitting together and you're sharing your feelings and you're maybe reading the bible or doing a rosary or 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 saying some prayers i just feel like it's so uplifting and helpful that you walk away at least 
maybe with more coping skills, you know, or, or a little bit of strength just to get through the rest of the day. So I definitely agree that fellowship is so, so, so useful. So I have a, a prayer group with um, a friend that we do every, we do it once a month right now, which by the way, you're totally invited to come. So you need a group, you can come to mine. You just have to travel dates okay. away, but. Right. <laughs> that is really, really, really nice of you to invite me, but that's going to be a problem. <laughs> we're going to make it work one day. Anyway, I was going to say though, we, we were talking in our group because we're all like, you know, Catholic women. One girl who had come to one of our last meetings, she's not Catholic, but she's, I think, interested in the faith. We were talking about how um, it's interesting when you ha- make a friend, like a new friend in the Catholic faith versus like just meeting a friend not related to faith reasons at all. I feel like all of the question of someone's values and beliefs, you don't really have to really talk about or like get to know them with like you they're you're kind of already going in knowing that you have this common ground mm-hmm. and it's interesting because some like for example like you and I started talking like and we hit it off right away because of just blogging in catholic instagram we kind of had that similar tie and then we went from there mm-hmm. i just in fellowship too it's kind of interesting to have like god prepares friends for you in places. I remember when I was living in New York and, you know, we were getting ready to move all the way down to North Carolina. I, you know, I was excited to to have a fresh start and go to a new place. But then at the back of my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make new friends again. Like I have to start square one. It was a weird concept to think about. And you don't think about that till you're there and you don't know anybody. And my mom would constantly say, she goes, well, pray to God about it. Like he has friends that he's preparing for you. He has friends everywhere you go. You'll never be alone. And (laughs) I couldn't agree with it more now because then I look at all the friends that I've made over the years, whether it was in the church or not, but then looking at the kind of relationship I have with friends who I did meet through the church or through some kind of small group, my relationship with them, I just feel like it it feels a lot more intimate at times. Like I feel like the conversation is a lot more raw and it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies when you talk to people. But I mean, the fact that you can genuinely talk to a group, like you said, have that support system Mm-hmm. have people to eat some even to just say they want to pray over you or I'm praying for you and we want to hear a praise report about it next meeting yeah. like, it's a really assuring thing and I think yeah. it's it's very it's like a healthy thing to do like to even just get out of the house and because I could be a homebody I'll kind of choose being home with my husband watching tv over going out most times but I try to say, okay, if I have a group of friends that are asking to get together, if I have a friend that wants to, you know, get coffee and talk God stuff, like, you know what, I think it's important to set time aside for that, like that social time. Because while, like you said, it's good to um, set like routines and kind of have our own time with God. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's easier for me to get in that mindset when I have someone to talk about God with. Right. I think that the support system is huge. And I think that God really values relationships. And 
obviously people, right? I think that he's always looking for opportunities for us to connect with each other and and maybe with people that we didn't actually expect to connect with or build that community with. And sometimes that means that we are going to experience difficult times and challenges, not only because we're human, but I think that like we've been saying all along, there's an opportunity for growth there. And sometimes that growth will, will, I guess, look more like deepening relationships or creating and forming new bonds with other people, which I would imagine is very valuable and important to God. So I think, you know, a lot of people will rally around each other and support each other when they're going through something challenging and difficult. So even if it's very hard to see the value in the difficult time and I don't think that we're always supposed to necessarily see it immediately. And I think that's okay. And we should experience whatever emotions we feel like we need to experience. But I think that there could be a deeper purpose. And I think some of that deeper purpose really relates to building that support and connection with other people. I don't know. I just, I feel coming out of, you know, dinner with a friend that I, you know, or like a small group or a prayer meeting or, you know, even like just talking to you sometimes, Tara, just like coming out of that, you kind of are on a bit of a high, like, wow, God, thank you so much for bringing someone like this into my life that I can talk to and be open with. And um, I think sometimes it's like, like I was saying before, when you, when I'm praying or talking to God about things that are bothering me, I know he's there. I just can't physically see him. Sometimes having that physical person there listening Mm -hmm. and feeling like you are being heard. And yeah, my husband tells me a lot too. So he is like, if we go to like the five love languages that we've, I think we've touched on them before. Yeah. He is words of affirmation. So he is always telling me, he says, you need to kind of explain more or expand on something. Cause he says, if you come home and you're stressed out about something about what happened at work or, you know, you just had a bad day or anything. If you're telling me all of these things and you're venting, like you need to actually say, I'm just looking for sympathy, someone to talk to, you know, he, he immediately goes into protective husband. What, who do I got to beat up for you? Not, not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what do I have to do? What are we doing? What's our next move kind of thing? So I think that it's like that same feeling of just wanting, I don't want to say wanting sympathy because it sounds selfish, but feeling like you're not alone. Yeah. Or just feeling validated, you know, because yeah. I agree with you. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't need you to tell me what to do. And I don't want your opinion or your advice. I just want someone to say, wow, that must feel really bad. And then understand what I'm going through. And that's sometimes what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I I found myself having to say that to people or offer that as well. Um mm-hmm. I think as emotional beings, a lot of um, anxious behavior, you know, worries, like I said, it's all, it's kind of like man-made stuff. None of that comes from God. So I'm going to quickly read a verse here that I found. So it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that is from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 
And I think when we remember that we are kind of creating these feelings sometimes and we're allowing ourselves to, um, to give in to them, we do have that power to kind of renounce it too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always mean that we're going to stand up, put our hand out and say, in the name of Jesus, go away, Satan. Like, I wish it was that easy. But <laughs> sometimes that could even be simply talking to somebody. It could be talking to a priest or a spiritual yeah. director or a therapist or a friend and a kind of having that support system too. But mm-hmm. I think I think we've hit a lot of points here and, and I'm sure that to any of our listeners, if you are going through something or you relate to this or it might be on a deeper level, just remember when Tara was talking about there are resources that you can definitely go to, the catholictherapists.com or the Psychology Today site where you can find therapists in your area. It's totally okay to seek out help when you need it, but don't be afraid to reach out to the people around you because mm-hmm. our families, our friends, if they love you 100%, which I'm sure they do, <laughs> you know, they want you to be okay and ultimately the best version of yourself because that's what we're striving to be. Like I have to ask God every day, Lord, help me to be who you want me to be. And right. if that means trying to work through having a bad day here and there or just kind of being on a bit of an emotional roller coaster sometimes It'll be hard and it will kind of stink, but help me get through it. You know, we could pray to some saints for intercession. We can look to, you know, praying to the Blessed Mother, you know, even attending mass or going on a retreat, looking for activities that can give you joy and fellowship as well are really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. We can close with a prayer. Okay. All right. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we're always looking to you, um, whether we're happy, whether we're sad, whether we're angry, upset, whatever we're feeling. We know you're always there listening to us, but help us through these times. Help put people in our lives that might help guide us through these difficult times. Um, Help us to realize that it isn't the end of the world when something doesn't go our way or if something just feels so unbelievably awful at times that you are the light at the end of the tunnel. You know the ultimate outcome and who you want us to be. Help us to get there. Bless all of our listeners. If there's anyone out there dealing with something really difficult right now, help them to find their way and that maybe in some way this episode hopefully spoke to them or gave them, you know, motivation to seek help if they need it. But we just thank you for your never-ending grace and turning negatives into positives, Lord. All right, in this we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you guys for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody. One last thought. If you've been listening to the Crabber Chronicles for a while, you find yourself hanging on wanting a new episode every week, you're subscribed to our show, you're following us on Instagram, there's just one more thing that you're missing, and that is leaving a review. Let us know why you love the show. In addition to leaving us a review, we've gotten a few notes already 
but if you're listening to the show and you're really digging whatever episode it is, screenshot it, tag us, and share it on Instagram. We want to see it, and guess what? We'll tag you in a feature as well. So go for it. Have a great Wednesday, y'all.